0: The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. She's safe, she's sound, she's back at home, she's alive and well, and live, not in studio in Chai FM, but back home, joining us now on the line, Rolene Marks, our correspondent from Israel this time. Hi, Rolene, welcome to the show.
1: (laughs) Good to speak to you. I can't talk about being sound, but I am safe.
0: Okay, but still jet lag, I take it. Still a bit of, you know, like that dear McCartness as you came up with last week. But anyway, just it's allowed, Rolene. It's allowed. <laughs> Rolene, great to have you on board with us once again. Let's get the show going and tell us all about these Eritrean riots in Tel Aviv.
1: Okay, so first of all, let me premise this by saying that Israel's not the only country where we do see groups of Eritreans clashing with each other. Uh, A similar situation has been reported in Sweden earlier today. So I, I want to be very clear about that. But what we saw over the weekend was actually quite startling. So how it all started was that the Eritrean embassy in Tel Aviv hosted an event to mark 30 days, or I mean 30 years of Eritrean independence Uh, and clashes broke out between uh, people that were present there, some who are supportive of the current leader of uh, of Weru and others that see him as a dictator Mm -hmm. and this kind of spilled out into the streets of South Tel Aviv, culminating in a riot on Saturday which took hours. Uh, There were uh, shops that were um, uh, damaged, rocks were thrown, and, and there were massive, massive clashes, about 150 people injured, including Israeli police, to try to restore law and order. One policewoman has severe head injuries. She is still in critical condition. Now, the uh, one hospital director said that he had never seen a medical situation this severe in many, many decades. In fact, he said he can't remember the last time he saw a medical event like this. Magenda Vida had to appeal for a blood donations for people to come down and donate blood and thank goodness. the 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 police were able to stop the riots. But a very, very harrowing situation. Now, what has transpired out of that, and it's, of course, making headlines around the world, is uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu met with his cabinet yesterday. They discussed the possibility of deporting these Eritreans. Now, they are not... Uh, legal citizens, these are asylum seekers mm-hmm. coming to Israel uh, looking for asylum. Now, of course, the global media has globbed onto that, uh, you know, making it look as if Israel is being inhumane, trying to deport uh, asylum seekers. But I don't think any country will stand for um, any groups, uh, wherever they come from, that are causing this kind of unrest and, and violence. But, of course, we also have the opportunists and uh, the Justice Minister Yarev Levine, And Itamar Ben-Gavir, our national security minister, are to have said, well, instead of deporting them, send them to the suburbs of North Tel Aviv. Mm -hmm. This is um, mostly where wealthier people, people who are more left-leaning in their politics tend to uh, tend to live. So uh, Yariv Levine and Itamar Ben-Gavir try to <laughs> use this very, very serious situation yeah. to, to engage in some political grandstanding.
0: Oh, Ben-Gavir, as you say, political grandstanding. Also, when I read that report earlier on about moving, moving them to the north, because people are objecting. I mean, if you move them to the north, where you've just mentioned some affluence to this part of the world, Rolien, where exactly would they then stay?
1: Well, I think the the intention is to basically uh, cock a snoot at Mm. uh, Israel citizens that are seen or deemed more left-leaning in their politics. You know, he's he's bringing in very, very polarizing, divisive politics into something that actually doesn't concern Israel or Israeli citizens at all.
0: Let's move on to a story now that, uh, yeah, the plot thickens, one could define it as. Last week, uh, Eli Cohen met with his uh, Libyan counterpart. It was last week, a week before, the way time is going. Uh, his counterpart from Libya now, did the Libyan PM, Prime Minister, hold talks with Mossad?
1: Well, this is a story that has been uh, broken by Al-Akbar newspaper. This mm-hmm. is a, an Arab newspaper. They say that the prime minister of Libya, Abdullah Debeba, has uh, held talks with the head of the Mossad, David Barnea. These are secret talks, as you can imagine. We saw the reaction in Libya just a week ago at news that the foreign minister, Najla Mangush, had, had met with Eli Cohen, our foreign minister in, in Rome, and the whole diplomatic fallout as a result uh, of that meeting. So al akbar says that last month a uh, a meeting is reported to have taken place between Eli Cohen uh, I mean uh, David Barnea, that's the head of the Mossad, and Abdullah Hamid that is the prime minister. Now last week, when he uh, eventually made public statements after the whole diplomatic fallout. He said Libya will in in no way recognize or normalize with Israel. In fact, he went on to say, long live Palestine, the people of Palestine, the Palestinian cause is in the heart of all Libyans. But now this classified diplomatic document that has been obtained by this uh, publication says uh, that this uh, alleged meeting was brokered uh, by the Jordanians by the Americans looking to promote normalization I found it very very interesting Mm. that the Jordanians are playing a role it's actually a very very positive indication of uh, where they see the importance of normalization for the region. And and the meeting did take place in Amman. So it's uh, quite extraordinary. And here the prime minister attended the meeting in his uh, personal capacity. He was there. And the discussion is believed to have addressed practical steps on how to normalize uh, relations between the two sides. And um, what they want in exchange is Israel's uh, political and military support for the Libyan prime minister and his government. So uh, there's more to what meets the eye. My analyst's brain says Mm. that The leak of last week's meeting was possible to gauge what Libyan reaction in the street will be, Mm -hmm. how the Libyan people will will react, because as you now often say, governments may sign peace contracts or normalization treaties, but it is the people that actually build it from the ground up. So, uh, you know, everybody jumped on Ellie Cohen's... um, Back, but it could be that he did it deliberately just to test the waters. And now, uh, as a result, we saw the mass protests Mm -hmm. that that happened after that. Uh, Maybe they thought, okay, well, uh, a little bit too early. And now uh, news has leaked. That the Prime Minister, who on the one hand has said absolutely not, is now meeting with the head of the Mossad. So yeah, what yeah. A, a, an interesting turn of events. And of course, you and I will be watching this very closely because right. it, it plays right into something that we are, are quite passionate about, which is the Abraham Accords.
0: Well, indeed. Uh, let's I, I love what you said uh, earlier on about uh, testing the waters. It's certainly creating a ripple effect, you could say at this stage. Raleen, but Okay, the plot thickens. Let's see what headlines are going to appear tomorrow. For now, Mr. X, Elon Musk, is calling for a vote on whether the ADL should exist.
1: Well, let's just say that Elon Musk is no expert, uh, pun intended, when it comes to anti-Semitism. So this is a very disturbing story because Elon Musk um, ha- has been a great supporter of Israel. He's been a great supporter of the Jewish people. However, uh, he, he put a poll up on, on uh, X, which he, he owns, asking whether or not the uh, the ADL, this is the Anti-Defamation League, should be banned. And it, it was posted with ban, hashtag ban the ADL. Now, he's doing this as a result of posts from white nationalists and anti semites mm. who want to see the ADL banned from Twitter. And this is a result of the ADL taking part in a march in Washington. This is a, a, a march to celebrate the 60th anniversary of the big march in, in Washington. The ADL uh, was part of the big civil rights movement and marched shoulder to shoulder with African-American leaders and all other minority communities and it's absolutely terrifying to see the rise mm. of white supremacists in the United States. This is the the second big story related to that. We had another story about the Goyen Defense League. They were out in, in, in Florida flagrantly marching with swastikas and shouting anti-Semitic rhetoric and it really frightens me that the United States wants the bastion of mm-hmm. democracy is seeing this uh, horrendous rise in anti, right. uh, anti-Semitism and white supremacy. So he's doubled down Elon Musk. He says the ADL, um, he says they are regressive in their demands to ban social media accounts for even minor infractions mm. are ironically the biggest generators of, of anti-Semitism on this platform. Now this is a preposterous tweet. Now note, there are listeners who say that the ADL is maybe more woke, but they certainly are not anti semitic and this is a horrific, offensive tweet.
0: Roland, we're going to have to leave it there. Certainly, the uh, subjects that we just spoke about, uh, they're going to develop quite a bit uh, as from now until tomorrow. Looking forward to tomorrow's chat to see where things stand regarding what we chatted about on the Israel report. Roland Marks, our correspondent from Israel.